1: me included. I'm trying to get back on track after football season, eating better, exercising, all of that. And it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, adopting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D. And five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink again that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance Hey, Ralph, Ralphie, Andrew, and Dave. All right, I got got a little intel.
0: Your Saints Happy Hour podcast?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a joke, all right? And I'll tell you why. You, Ralph, you mispronounce everything, okay? I listen, I go,
0: what the? Does he not know the English language? All right, Ralph. Try to get an English class in there every now and then, okay, pal? Uh, Andrew! Think you're smart, huh? Think you're smart? You're in big trouble, pal. He's using shit like you for breakfast. And then, of course, there's Dave. Dave, a little obnoxious, got a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, huh? You gotta get, cut people down all the time, is that what you gotta do? But uh, know that life is good, appreciate it, do what you do, keep on
1: keeping on. Shooter, out! <laughs> all right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast, If you're listening to this live, we are on Twitter Spaces because we do this every week, Wednesday or Thursday, depending on breaking news and different things with the Saints. Uh, We appreciate you joining us. By the way, everybody, we have 52 people that have become annual Saints Happy Hour subscribers at the $12 level. So they are going to get their Smoke Monday Everyday T-shirt in June. So if you want your Smoke Monday Everyday T-shirts, it's awesome. Dave designed it. Sign up to become an annual patron at the $12 level by June 1st. Boom, you get the t-shirt. It's amazing. You should do it. So as some of you know, Andrew, he's got the Rona. Uh, he's doing okay, but he's struggling. He he did the breaking news, the breaking news. news <laughs> podcast today like a champ. Uh, but we needed a pinch hitter, and whenever we need uh, a pinch hitter, extraordinaire we call my boy uh scott prather from espn lafayette and he's nice enough to pinch hit in late on late notice scott thanks for joining us tonight in the twitter spaces
0: i feel like i'm one of those basketball <laughs> players that just gets two 10 days like a few times <laughs> a year a couple 10-day contracts i'm all about it though man no, no, you're a gunner I'm, though you're like I'm a, glad you're to like a 10-day you.
1: contract you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna score you're gonna score 28 you're gonna score 28. Well, it, it might take 40 yeah, I'm, shots. I'm like yeah, Isaiah doing it.
0: Thomas, uh, not the old Isaiah Thomas, but you know the one who signed a 10-day with New Orleans or Jordan Crawford, instant grids I just come in, just heat check. And yeah. sometimes I I go 0 for 16 though. But you know what? Ralph doesn't care. He keeps calling me back. So that's I'm right.
1: In. Well, sometimes you need off you need offense, and you you need vo- you need offense, and if it takes volume shots, you gotta you gotta you gotta work with it. You know. But we appreciate it, Scott, as always. Uh, and, for, you know, find Scott, Scott Prather, search him on Twitter, you find him, he's amazing. And by the way, I want to give credit to ESPN Lafayette, you guys were one of the first people, I don't know if you just spent the time collecting all the breaking news of the Saints schedule and pieced I it did. all together, yeah. but you, you had it, and I was like, my God, it's not even noon, and Scott's got the Saints the entire I, schedule. I, I credit,
0: credit to John Hendricks, Nick Underhill, and other guys, like, it was... It was by far, usually in the past, Ralph, this stuff leaks and you've got it by like 1130 or noon. So I was thinking, you know, I had a story kind of pre-written to sort of plug in as stuff broke and source it out, of course. I'm not going to steal anyone's content, but shit, man, I'm on the air like trying to host the show and I'm like, my God, this thing's going to be done. By the time I finished, it was like nine fifteen, and the entire same schedule was out from like reputable sources, like you knew it was legit, yeah, it has never been that early before it was rat- but it yeah,
1: it was crazy i mean i was I was working a conference for my for my regular job and the, the keynote speaker was there, I had to literally like go into my phone and like. <laughs> To turn off my saints notifications because my phone was just it was just vibrating in my pocket i'm like man i got a mic run for this thing i, I can't have it I'm like i get out i'm like damn the thing's done but here's the thing and, and I, i'm gonna take a little bit of credit and we got we got a ton of people in the room now well guys you you'll get to talk about the schedule in just a minute but i want to give i, I want to feel like i put this as like a like a You remember that thing, The Secret, where, like, you put your dream, your hopes and dreams, you put them them out into the ether, you put them out into the world, and then if you speak them, then they can come true. And I said yesterday, I was like, listen, my dream scenario for the Saints is I want Atlanta, I want Carolina, I want Seattle uh, in the first month of the season. I want bad quarterbacks in September, early October. Let's get off to a fast start. And the Saints, Atlanta. Tampa, who they own, C.D. Deuce's grown son, Tommy, they own him. You get Carolina, then you go to London, you get the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, and then you come home, you get Seattle, that's Drew Locke or Geno Smith. I mean, listen, you can't, everybody says, you can't predict the schedule, the schedule's worthless, you never know how it's going to go. I understand that, but those teams I just listed off, Scott, besides Tampa, all those quarterbacks are garbage. And, like, Atlanta's quarterback situation, it isn't going to get any better between now and week one. Seattle's, maybe they get Baker, but that's no great shakes. Carolina, Matt Corral or Sam Darnold. Like, that's the choice. You know, so Baker could go to Seattle or Carolina, but those, my point is, those quarterbacks aren't any great shakes. Kirk Cousins, yeah, he's oh, he's the 12th best quarterback in football. But, like, as far as, like, the early part of the Saints schedule, I don't know that I could have set it up any better.
0: If you're looking at what the strength of the Saints is going to be, and based on what we saw last year and we're anticipating this year, it's their defense. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
1: Hi, checking in for...
0: Or the perfect table.
1: Hey, where are you?
3: Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit gocoastguard.com to learn more.
0: Defense. You want to get out to the quarterback. You You've got a point, Ralph. I gotta admit, you've got a point, right? You're getting garbage quarterbacks early, with the exception of Brady, and you're probably not gonna have Marcus May for that game, which is unfortunate, but it's Brady at home. What have the Saints done to him? In the regular season, they've beaten him to a pulp. Not not just when he was in Tampa Bay. In the regular season, they did it a lot of times when he was in New England. You know, a few times in New England. I mean, it was I know in twenty seventeen it wasn't good, but he's everybody remembers the Great O nine
1: game. He stunk every time he's played the Saints. Even in the playoff game, he wasn't any good.
0: He he's, wasn't that great. He junk. wasn't. He wasn't and any so, good. You know. And then Kirk Cousins. You know, unfortunately, he did beat the Saints in the playoffs. You never know what you're going to get with Kirk, especially in London, Kirk. Who in the hell knows? But Eight 30 you know, give me, a bloody, give me, give me Seattle Week Five. No, I, 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 I saw you tweet that out the other day, and I thought about you as the schedule started <laughs> to unfold. But here is like, he, there, there's a part of me that. It, like if i'm just looking at it in a vacuum Saints Falcons i don't like playing Atlanta week 1 because historically the Saints have not done well against Atlanta week 1 but besides that i i enjoy like a team that either you don't see often or a team that's not good now i don't think Atlanta's going to be good this year but like the stakes are always really high for me against Atlanta i mean yeah. from like the trash talking that I do basically throughout the year, throughout my life, really. <laughs> right. I, I mean, honestly, there's there's so much on the line when they play Atlanta for me personally. And typically, like in week one, unless it's like, you know, one of those years where the Saints consistently had, you know, you you kind of knew the majority of the roster. This is a year where you got a lot of new pieces that we're going to want to, like, see a lot of in week one. And I'm not just – there's like – I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm going to be too – Nerves. My, my, yeah. I'm going to be talking too much shit. My nerves are going to be too high. I and and historically, I don't know. There's so much on the line right out the gate. I would. I, it's if it if it, it honestly, even if it was like if it was Carolina or Tampa, even Tampa, you're playing Arizona. If you were playing, I don't know, uh, you know, the, the Browns, right? I, the Eagles. I'm I, that would be better for me. There's something about yeah, Atlanta. Is, now you've got a point though. I'm I'm thinking getting to play. You know, Mariota week one uh, With this Saints defense, I'll, I'll take it
1: Yeah, and the thing is, like, Atlanta like Their fans are not going to be, like, super fired up The stadium might not even be full Like, even though it's week one The the one thing that I'll say Is, and this gives me A little bit of pause in week one Like you say, the Saints have a bunch of new pieces to work in But, Sean Payton Of course, he's the best Saints coach In history, but he had A, he had a way of, of a lot of times In week one when the Saints were good. Oh, yeah. You know, they struggled some, but also, like, last year, like, he pantsed Green Bay. Like, that game, the Saints defense, Aaron Rodgers after was like, they, they did stuff that we didn't see on film. They were like, oh, they, they're going to play this one defense. Said, nope, nope. And the Saints just absolutely pants, Green Bay. And that's the thing. Like, Because now, it, the teams treat week one like a college team kind of treats a bowl game, right? You got a month to get ready. So, like, Atlanta is like, from now they get the schedule, they're like, we're getting ready for the Saints. We're going to throw all these weird pickles, and that makes me nervous. But the thing is with Atlanta, they're like, they're garbage. They're, they're garbage. They're, they're, garbage. they're,
0: they're garbage. garbage. They got Kyle Pitts, and they've got garbage. I mean, they <laughs> <laughs> in in and I look I'm gonna enjoy the hell out of it when if they win, but for me I'm yeah. not gonna be able to focus on the idea that it's the season opener. You know what I mean? There's something about the season opener, you know, football's finally here, it's the new faces, it's almost like a party for me. And when it's the Falcons, there's just so much for me on the line, selfishly. I'd I'd rather I'm not playing yeah, one. But I know there I know there's a lot of potential benefits there. Too.
1: Well the the, the, the the open the season opener this year was in a way, it was really, really relaxing because we had zero expectations. Ida had just hit. So, like, yes, fo- like we were happy to have the distraction. But w- in a way, we were like, they're going to Jacksonville. They're missing half the team. Like, they got all these injuries. They're playing Green Bay. They're probably going to get housed in a half empty Jacksonville stadium. Like, whatever. It'll just be a rest. It was and incredible. Then, and then they just trucked Green Bay. And it was just like, is this really happening? Are they- it was are- glorious. And it was glorious, but like you say, like Atlanta, like you got to, you got to beat Marcus Mariota. If you want to have a good season in 2022, you got to get off on the right foot and beat Marcus Mariota. Um, we got some people that want to talk. Freaking about football, your thoughts about the schedule, and then me and Scott are going to get to the rest of it because the rest of the Saints schedule is interesting too. But what you got, Freaking?
2: yeah uh so atlanta it always makes me nervous because every time i think of going to atlanta i think of that 2014 season opener when we had such high expectations and then like i don't even remember that like most like i just remember we just gave up a bunch of points um and jared bird was a massive disappointment um <laughs> which of course we get atlanta week one on the road right after we sign a big name safety again so that's great um uh, the other part, I always know that like, the Saints have, a, uh, they have like one of those games where they play some really terrible team, and the defense for some reason gives up two or three big plays, and they look terrible. And I'm looking at the schedule, and it's just like the one, it's, it's Seattle that I feel like is going to be one of those letdown games. Like you play three divisional games, then you go to London, you're playing a really terrible Seattle team, and it feels like Drew Locke is about to look like Peyton Manning.
1: Oh yeah, that that would be that would be really Saintsy, Scott. The four and O Saints are playing the one and the four and O Saints are playing the O and four Seahawks or the one and three Seahawks. Drew Locke is like horrific, and he just lights up the Saints for no reason. Like that would be that'd be really Saintsy.
0: Would that surprise anyone? Honestly, but it, you
1: know what? It, if you know. told me that, if you told me. The Saints will be four and one after they play I'll Seattle. I take it. I, I take Shoot, it. Like, you know, sign me I, up. <laughs> <I'd> sign, <laughs> I'll, I'll sign take the a, papers now. Like I'll take
0: I take a Drew Lock career day. Sure. I
1: could. I can get over Drew Locke lighting up the Saints because Drew Locke, he'll be he'll be in the USFL in like two years, but I can't tolerate like Marcus Mariota lighting up the Saints because Atlanta fans will never let us forget that. So that's fine. Uh, freaking about football. Anything else strikes you on the schedule as we we try to get to some more people here.
2: Uh, I'm just trying to, trying to think about it. I, that, uh, the late bye week I, I, I never know when to consider a bye week is good or bad. Cause like literally it just depends on how the season's going. I feel like for a team that's having, that has a new head coach, I'd prefer an earlier bye week just cause like sometimes you get off to a rocky start and like, you know, you, you want to like reconfigure and everything. But it can also have some benefit. Maybe Saints are like struggling, like the Bucks were like two years ago. They get the bye week and they go undefeated and make this great playoff run. So like, uh, yeah, it could go either way.
1: Yeah, thank thank you for joining us. You know, Scott, the thing about the bye week is you don't know how the season's going to go, so you don't like. I look at it, and I'm like, eh, probably too late in the year. But you never know. Like that, we we say it's too late in the year. But it may come up where, you know, the Saints, after the bye week, they have four games, and and they get to that bye week, and they're eight and five, and they're, like, beat to hell. And we're like, oh, my God, this bye week is tremendous. Like, this this is the perfect spot for it. So the the bye week is one of those things, like, you really never know if it's going to be right when you need it.
0: Yeah, I think, like, last year, they would have loved to have one late, loved it. Yeah. Oh um, my god. And okay. you know, and yet you could argue they kind of needed it early because they had to spend a month on the road before the season even started. You know, the players might argue mm-hmm. differently. I'm just looking at it from how beat up the roster was at that point in the season. So, I, I look the perfect bye week. I think ideally is always right in the middle of the season, right? Just for structure. But if you said you could have one late or early, I would prefer the late if you're a team that's vying for the playoffs, right yeah. um, but I, you know I thought you know freaking about football makes a good point with a new head coach um, but this isn't you know again this isn't the complete rebuild you know there's the continuity there's a the familiarity it's it's not like you have an entire new staff that's trying to work in a lot of kinks. Pete Carmichael's been there. You know, Jameis Winston's you know has a few seasons under his belt, so I, I, I'm hoping that there's not a bunch of new things that they have to work out with the head coach where an earlier buy would benefit them. But you know, between an earlier late buy, and and here's the other great thing about the bye, Ralph, you get it after a Monday night game. I mean, that's 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 awesome. Yeah. You give you get a bye week after a road Monday night game. You get extra rest before you you know beat down the Falcons in week 15. So I, I think I think there's a lot to like about the bye honestly. Uh, in terms of earlier late, I'll take it late. Uh after a Monday night game, yes please. I always hate it when you know, it's happened to the Saints a number of times where they have a Monday night game after a bye. And it's just like such a long you know, just yes. break between waiting for it, and then it's like that's too much time. Yeah. So, uh, getting it after a Monday night game is is always ideal in my
1: what mind. What was the year they had the brut- they had the brutality of like they played the Sunday night game, and then they had a Thursday night yeah. game.
0: They and-, and they went into they so they played. I think was was it Dallas on a on the Sunday night? It was I don't, Green Bay, I, I, I think. It was yeah, it was Green Bay, and then on Thursday they went and they played at Carolina and they won. But Sean Payton was bent. he wasn't happy about it, man. He was he was, he was letting the NFL hear about it, and yeah. that was one of those seasons where what they started to four, then they won four in a row, but they just could never quite get it rolling. But they actually won that game. But that that Carolina team was awful that year. I mean, Kelvin Benjamin was out there at two eighty running, <laughs> you know, wide receiver routes with a six four, you know, forty speed.
1: Speaking of speaking of Carolina and Buttrich, we're going to get to you in a second. The one bit of Saints news that was interesting today is it was a checkmark. I didn't I don't remember the guy's name, but he said that Carolina's they seriously contemplating making a run at Sean Payton. And listen, like Matt Rule, the, if if you could bet money right now on Matt Rule coaching the season finale against the Saints, I would bet against it. I would bet. It heavily against it that dude he might not be the coach of Carolina on Halloween but I I don't think Carolina is a legitimate spot for Sean Payton for a number of reasons one the Saints just aren't going to let him be in the division two Sean Payton's not going anywhere that doesn't have a quarterback
0: correct no way where if when he gets back into coaching it's not going to be as much about where as it is who is under center that yeah. that to me is going to be the number one it's thing on his. It's going to be his limited.
1: List. His market or, or not his market. His desired destinations are going to be limited. But I do think the Carolina rumor already starting. Scott, I think my my prediction about Sean Payton. I thought I was like, listen, he, they're not Saints aren't going to get the John Gruden. They're not going to get two firsts in two seconds. And I was like, I don't even know if they're going to get a really nice package for him. I'm kind of changing my tune. I think there's going to be a market for him. I think there's going to be three or four or five teams that have quarterbacks that are either going to fire their coach straight out or they're going to be like, we will fire our coach if we can get Sean Payton. I think his market's going to be really kind of bananas, and I think the Saints are going to end up getting like a first-round pick and a fourth. Like They're going to get something really, really nice for Sean Payton because he's going to be coaching next
0: year. Give it to me. The The more his name is rumored, the better. Yeah. As I, I want his name in the headlines any time a coach is on the hot seat, no matter what. That's best case scenario. Drive the market price up. I mean, think about it, Ralph. How? There's no way we're going to have as much fun next year leading up to the draft without a first round pick. You get a first round pick from somebody that desperately wants Sean Payton, and he just doesn't like hanging out in the studio for a year. You know, maybe he ends up loving it, never coaches again. But yeah, man. As long as that name keeps floating out there. Keep the market price high, get a first. And and you're right, there's no way in hell he's ever gonna end up in Carolina. And you know, Carolina got praised for signing Matt Rule to a six year deal because they wanted to show that they were committed to thinking long term. (laughs) Now they're having serious buyer's remorse, man. I mean if a cable company is trying to sell you six years of cable while more people are cutting the cord, that's when you're like, Yeah, this is this is kind of fishy. I need a I need a clause that lets me uh, cancel any time. And that's – man, they could fire him, and they're still going to owe him a ton of money.
1: if you're a Saints fan, which everyone on this podcast is, I think this – and I think Scott's right. Like, we don't have a first-round pick next year. It makes the draft less fun. I think as a Saints fan, what you want to root for is you want teams with good top ten quarterbacks to have dud seasons. I think you want Dallas – you want the Chargers. The Chargers have Justin Herbert. They're in year three of him. That dude doesn't make the playoffs uh, Staley and goes for it on a ton of fourth downs, and they don't make the playoffs again. They could be a prime landing spot for him. I think maybe the Jets, even though Zach Wilson is, is terrible, if he would look a little bit better, the Jets would gladly fire their coach into the sun to get Sean Payton. You want two, three, four teams with, good quarterbacks to underachieve and then you have this market for sean payton and the thing that i think ideally you want scott is you want a team like the chargers to just straight out fire their coach at the end of the year and you want dallas to be like in the playoffs but not great so like dallas then they can't fire mccarthy right after the year because they got a wild card game to play so then you got the chargers who are like oh my god we got to get sean payton freaking wrapped up before Mike McCarthy gags away this playoff game and Jerry Jones comes a calling so maybe the Chargers are like Sean we want you we'll give you you whatever you want and Mickey Loomis we'll give you a first and a third let's get this done before this Dallas playoff game even kicks off I think that's the scenario that you want it doesn't necessarily be the Chargers it could be someone else but no that's
0: a great example though he would he would. I mean, he would go to the Chargers in a second, and he might win big there. But best case, I know. Look, I know it would be hard for a lot of Saints fans to accept him coaching in Dallas or elsewhere. But getting a first for him and, and other draft assets that'd make it a whole lot sweeter. He's never going to come back. He's never going to be the head coach of the Saints again. So at this point, you just got to hope that you can get the you know, the best bang for your buck from him. And if he's back in the league next year, just any, like you said, more hot seats, more Sean Payton rumors from throughout the season. I, I think it was Michael McCarthy, uh, not the coach, Mike McCarthy, who you mentioned earlier, but Michael McCarthy, the the um, NFL columnist that that referenced what you said, the Carolina is eyeing Sean Payton. And yeah, man, get, get more blue check marks, more Payton rumors. I don't care if it's if it's not true if it's just his agent doing it. Give it to me all season, man. Get that. And, come on, get all and, you know, get and, it all. And,
1: and I think you, there's a there there's there could be a wild card team in there where you you would look at it and you would be like, there's no way. But like I could see a team like I'm trying to think. I could see a team like Philadelphia where they're like, we can get Sean Payton. The guy, oh, he went nine and eight and went and went to the playoffs, and they, they backslid to seven and ten after two years. You're done. Like I think there could be surprise team in there. Tons of people take a multivitamin, me included. I'm trying to get back on track after football season, eating better, exercising, all of that, and it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle friendly, adopting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than 3 five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink again that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance What game on this schedule are you like, that's the game I'm looking forward to. I'm 100% going. I'm pumped about that game. Which, Which game are you looking at?
4: Honestly, I wish it was the December 24th game against the Browns, but since it's at Cleveland, I'll have to pass on that one. But I guess I would have to probably say the game against the Raiders. I want another shot at Derek Carr. I want to beat him.
1: <laughs> Too bad it's not in Vegas. I want to go to. I want to go to a Vegas Saints yeah. game so bad.
4: I know, but yeah. And one thing I noticed about the schedule because the Saints do play a London game against the Vikings, and generally it's been once you play a London game, you have, your bye week is in next week. But of course, for the Saints, it's not that. But I looked at all the uh, teams that are playing in London and see if they have a bye week after and. Only the Broncos, who they, who they play the Jaguars at the end of October, have a bye week after their London game. So the Vikings don't have their bye week after. Neither do the Giants or the Packers when they play in London. I mean, the Bucks in Seattle do have their bye week after they play in Germany. But I, I just found that a little surprising that the NFL only has the Broncos have their bye week after playing their game in London. Well, so I, it's, it's going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, I, I, let me ask you guys something. Like as I'm hearing Buddy talk about it, I, I get why the Saints didn't, right? Week four, you're not supposed to have a bye week to week six, whatever. But do you feel like the NFL's changing their tune this season? Basically testing out I mean Mike Florey always talks about expansion I, in the I NFL. And even though right. people say it's not gonna happen, look, if you convince all the owners, look, you you're up to seventeen games, okay? You're not gonna get up to eighteen night. The only way to have more games is to have more teams. So if expansion is in the future at some point, I I never bought into the idea of London, but the NFL, if they could pull it off, they would love to do it. And I don't know that they're fully committed to it, but I think they're more open to it now. And this is probably just a testing ground of let's see how teams do after travel across the pond without a bye week. Well. And, and and all the now yeah, look, right. some of those international games aren't in London. I get it. Some of them are in different places, but I do think that might be part of hey, let's let's test let's this thing out this year and, and and see how guys do we're not gonna guarantee a team after a bye like we used to. Well let's, I think that's let's change it up.
1: I think that's exactly right. And London you know, London is not London when you fly back, it's not that bad of a flight. it is for Denver because they're West Coast. But I'll say this if the, if, if the NFL expands, I think the place that they would go first if they go international is Germany. Because I know probably most people listening to this podcast don't remember it, but they did something. They did the World Football League that was NFL-sponsored, and it was summer, and it was international teams. And, you know, they had they had Scotland where Jake DeLone played. They had uh, the Monarchs, the team that was the biggest hit was the frankfurt galaxy like germany oh i know what you're talking about football like they love it not like they love soccer obviously but they love nfl football you put an nfl team in germany like it will sell out it will do amazing like germany just they love the nfl dude and like the problem is germany that's a long ass flight home
0: that's just it it ain't london it ain't mexico city that's I feel yeah. like it's too far. Of course, it's the NFL. They'll I, I, at this point, I wouldn't put anything past them. Players will complain. They'll say whatever. NFL will say, "Well, look, here's the money," and then players will be like, "All right, we'll sign the CBA. Let's do it." <laughs> I mean, I, I, they, they'll complain. I mean, you can complain about seventeen games nonstop. I mean, it didn't even turn into a holdout. It was as long. The, the owners have all the power. I mean, I would. I don't want. I don't want them to go to to Germany, but when 66% of your league is made up of guys on minimum salary contracts, they, a lot of these, and you're trying to get three accrued seasons so you can get a pension late in life when it's easy for the rich guys to be like, Oh, let's hold out. Or let's not agree to that 17 games. Oh, a team in London. What? No, we're not. The vast majority of the players are like, look, this is, this is my window here. I don't, yeah. I don't have a lot of time. Like, I got a strike. Most- and and for, from a numbers game standpoint, the owners are always going to have that advantage in negotiations. In the NBA and MLB, the unions are stronger. But, you know, uh, and and look, minor league players don't count when you're talking about the baseball union in terms of how much day they have. You just it's a numbers game. And so if the owners decide we want to take this thing overseas somewhere, I'm not saying it's happening next year, Ralph, but one day. It's going to happen, because, and again, listen, I think they're testing the waters you're, this year by saying we're not giving all these teams a buy after the London game.
1: You're talking if they because if they expand, you got to add two. You can't have 33 teams, right? You got to add, you got to add two. You got to add one team in the AFC, one team in the NFC. Two keep,
0: teams in keep, London, keep it, man.
1: Keep it even. You are talking probably eight billion dollars in expansion fee money. You're probably talking four billion a team. And 32 owners get to split it. So, I mean, it, you're talking mega money. But, Butteridge, the game – and, Scott, you, I, you can answer this too. The game I'm looking forward to is the Saints-Bucks. Because 2020, I was like, I got to see Drew and, and Tom Brady. But then COVID hit, and you're like, there's no fans, right? Last year, it was Halloween. So like as a parent, I was like, I can't, like I can't, I can't miss freaking Halloween for the six year old. But this year, it's week two. Me and Max, we're flying to New Orleans. I'm going. I'm I'm seeing Brady. I like I got I gotta I gotta see it. It's not it's not it's not Drew and Tom, but that's the game. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, I think I I'll, might just jump on the wagon that so many others have. I mean, Cincinnati week six will be fun. Um, I know there's a lot of local storylines, but I. I hope the Saints just beat the hell out of the Bengals. Why is right.
1: why are we scared of the Bengals? Like I said, this I, on I, the Patriot, they I were seven. I they mean, were ten. And I'm not
3: really
4: scared of the Bengals. I'm just not ready for that matchup or that week. I'm just ready for that game to just be over with, and then we move on.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I'm like thanks, thanks for the thanks for joining us, Butridge. You know, yeah. that's the thing, Scott. I'm just like Cincinnati. The thing is. They're Cincinnati. They have no track record of being good. And here's my thing with them. They went to the Super Bowl. Fair to them. Their kicker was awesome. They won three playoff games by by a combined 13 points or something, I think. But my thing with them is they went to the Super Bowl, and I didn't hear not one solitary person, expert football analyst, say, that's Zach Taylor. He is a great coach. He's got Cincinnati on the right path. It was all like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase dragged a sad ass franchise to a, to a Super Bowl. Do you believe this shit? Like, that's what it was. And I'm just saying, I know Cincinnati got better. They improved their offensive line, but their defense still have issues. They still have Eli Apple at corner. And I still think Zach Taylor's not that good a coach. Like, I'm not scared of Cincinnati. And but KB, when you break down this schedule, what worries you about it? Like I, I said, I love the beginning of it, but what, when you look at this schedule, what kind of worries you about it?
3: Um, I mean, I know y'all talked about the bye week being super late and I guess I like that, but I feel like we're tend to be injury prone. <laughs> um, and I, I wish the bye week was before the second Bucks game. Um, oh,
1: that's a good point like like slide that thing in slide that thing in like right after twitch them yeah like slide yeah
3: or live. swap them i know i don't know if there's anything on there that like particularly worries me cuz every team on here is beatable i think especially with the defense that we have and some of these quarterbacks that we're going to get to face i mean i'm looking forward to the ravens game a lot um I'm looking forward to the annual Eagles loss that I can't go to because I have to work on New Year's. Um,
1: I can't. The the Saints run defense is going to be like giving up like 35 yards a game, and it's going to be a brick wall, and the Eagles are going to run for 280 yards.
3: Also, watch it like just snow seven inches. Like, (laughs) we just get like the. Patriots Bills game where it's like they just run. Damon Harris runs when for was like the last time the Saints had, to had a snow
1: game. When was the last time the I know they had the Buffalo one way 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 long time ago like 1988 89 Scott. But when was the last time the Saints played in the snow? Like it's been a long time. We got we got two prime <laughs> cold weather opportunities this year. Like you...
0: just a heavy deep snow. I mean it was. It was it was wet, but it was kind of snowing in the in the you know the NFC championship game in Chicago, wasn't it? Yeah, I know it wasn't like I know the field wasn't white. It was like that gross, you know,
1: yeah, gross, Chicago
0: snow. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like just the pretty snow. I mean, it's I don't remember the last time the Saints were in a game where it was just
1: white powder.
0: Yeah, you know, it's, Buffalo it's, game it's, it was powder, but that's. 30-30. Sam Sam went off in that game. It was a great game. It was a fun so, game.
1: KB, you look at the schedule. You the, we're kind of heading to the off season. We're, we're in the we're in the zone of the Saints off season, where basically, after the schedule release, any Saints news now between now and training camp is likely to be bad news. So, but like a, as you look at it, you got your schedule, you got your roster. What's your and you can change it because I'm going to change it in a fifty times between now and the week one. But what's your what's your what's your instinct now on the Saints record for twenty twenty two?
3: Um I am if Jameis stays healthy, I'm gonna go twelve and five. Wow. I love it. Oh. I think well I'm looking at these some of these quarterback matchups like, these teams have really shitty quarterbacks. Like,
2: <laughs> like
3: the only one... That, like, the lady the, is
0: not wrong. It's She's true. Not. I mean, Like, the, the, the,
3: Lamar, the Steel- yeah. Derek yeah. Carr, Matt Stafford, and Joe Burrow, and then Tom Brady are, like, the best ones you're going to face. And then you have, like, Kyler Murray in Week 7, who's probably hurt by then. You have the Eagles. You have whoever's playing for the Niners and the Browns, but in week 16 you know which i guess deshaun watson will be playing in so there's like that's like five five games that could be toss-ups but assuming the defense doesn't fall apart like really we're going to lose a game to drew lock like i hope not you know like there's nothing on there that scares me
1: yeah and,
0: and- ab's right I, I guess i didn't even think about it ralph like so you got two against atlanta you yeah. got two against carolina philly's quarterback i mean hurts isn't great um, Seattle. You know, um, I mean, okay, the, the, I'm the president Steelers. of the
3: Jalen Hurts fan club.
0: <laughs> okay, well, I, I, I don't, look, I don't put. I, so, well, we, we, we all agree that they're probably going to give up 300 run, yards rushing in that game anyway. But like the Steelers' quarterback situation isn't great. Kyler Murray is, you know, he's hot and cold. You don't know which one you're going to get. Kirk Cousins is, you know, <clears throat> Kirk Cousins. I mean, he's like Times New Roman font. I mean, it's about <laughs> as basic as you can get. That's what he is. I mean, it's. He might get the jump so sometimes, but he's not gonna like ever like sizzle or wow or anything. There's there's a lot of let's go through the bad quarterbacks. In there.
1: You got Atlanta twice, Carolina twice, that's four bad quarterbacks. Seattle, that's five bad quarterbacks. Pittsburgh, that's six. You know? Um so y- y- you got- San
3: Francisco I was gonna throw them in the bad yeah. quarterback mix. Seven,
1: that's that's seven. That's potentially seven. And,
0: Seattle,
1: you know yeah so you got you got a bunch of bad
0: soda yeah. you
1: got a bunch of bad quarterbacks so kb that makes you you make an interesting point um but, i mean it's
3: 12 and 5 is steep you could i would say like between five and seven losses depending on injuries etc yeah. but there's not a game on that schedule that i go oh they can't win that game
1: no and and it, it's tremendous and and Thanks for joining us, as always, Scott. But I, sure. I want to talk about this, and that, and, and, and this is this is this is this is a personal thing for me. Is that I've been binging all the draft post draft podcast, oh, and Lord. I don't know what has happened, but I'm completely and utterly invested in this Saint season in a way that I haven't been in a while, and this is why. All these nerds and these draft people, they're all bagging, they are ripping the Saints to shreds. If you're subscribed to the Athletic, Mike Sando, he did a he did a draft review of like other people other teams talking about each team's draft. They piled on the Saints and they hate the way the Saints run their team. They hate their process, they hate how they do business, and they want the Saints to fail. And I am collecting receipts of all these guys, these nerves. I'm collecting the receipts, and I've got them. I so want the Saints to go 12-5, and 5, like KB said, because I want to throw it in Mina Kine's face, all the PFF guys, Robert Mays. I want to throw it in their freaking face because they just believe the Baltimore, the Baltimore Ravens of the let's get let's dra- let's draft twelve guys every year. Let's just get a bunch of lottery tickets. That's the one true good way to build a team. And the Saints just don't do that. And I know the Saints are high risk, Scott. I know it. I like I I get that it's what this, how the Saints operate is super high risk. But I so want to throw it in their face, and I'm so invested in this season now. Hey guys, this concludes the free version of the show. If you want the full version, you'll need to become a patron. We need more support from the 2,000 of y'all that listen to the free show every week so we can keep Thomas doing all the great stuff he does. The great content we give you guys takes time. And money. Patrons get access to another 30 minutes of this episode. It's only $7 a month to get full access to the show, and you can become a patron at saintshappyhour.com. We appreciate everyone who listens to Saints Happy Hour, and even if you don't become a patron, please continue to enjoy the free version of the show. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that
4: car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too.